I awake early to another peaceful Pacific Northwest morning on May 18. I couldn't have asked for a more perfect morning. I like to wake up early. I feel like I step squarely into the day and enjoy the fullness of it. So here I am at 5.30 in the morning. Sun rising, birds singing, quiet solitude. My Bible's out, pages turning. It says in the Bible that in quietness and trust is your strength. I like to start my day in quietness and trust. I feel strengthened and at peace, as if I'm more confident in God's presence with me throughout the day. Research has proven that prayer and meditation which my devotional time is, increases the brain's happy, peaceful, and contented neurotransmitters. When I read my Bible and pray, I am promoting an overall sense of well-being. I am engaging in something that is one of the best things I can do. Bible reading and prayer, combined with time out in nature, is a dynamite combination of mood-boosting, happy brain chemical-releasing activities that help me feel better. (sighs) Another perfect day. After my morning's happy hour with God, I continue my feel-great day with a delicious breakfast. Fruit. Granola. Almond milk. That's delicious. Mmm. Once I finish breakfast and clean up, it's time to hit the trail again. We need more data. It's 8 o'clock, and the day is perfect. I wonder where Robert Rogers is today. Him and his blue sleeping bag. While I get ready for my day of data collection, Robert Rogers wakes up about eight miles from the summit. He scurries out of his blue sleeping bag and begins his day. It is 8.20. He hears a small plane in the air. It is flying around Mount St. Helens, looking for any volcanic activity. Keith and Dorothy, do you notice any activities down there? In that airplane is Bruce Judson, the pilot. He's asking Keith and Dorothy Stoffel about what they've seen. They're both geologists looking to see what activity the mountain has today. Nothing today. It's 8.25 a.m. Let's check the bulge on the north side. Meanwhile, Ben Rosenquist, a fellow photographer, is up and awake. He described last night as a beautiful night. Now he's awake, as numerous people, some inside the red zone, like David Johnston, some in the blue zone, like myself and Robert Rogers, and some outside of both of the zones, go about their day's activities. Everything is quiet and still. It's 8.30. Bruce, can we make one more pass? Sure. It looks like the mountain has waves on it. The mountain is melting away like liquid. 
I hear the rumble and look up. From the southern side of the mountain, I cannot see what they see and what's happening on the north side. There is an earthquake which triggers a landslide and the bulge which has been active and growing the past weeks melts away like liquid. is blasting. It's erupting. Run! As I run, the mountain erupts right in front of David Johnston who is just miles from the summit and where the bulge used to be. Vancouver, Vancouver, this is it! Superheated ash, rock, and gas rush down the side of the mountain at speeds over 300 miles per hour, then surge up and over the ridge. What seemed like vast spaces of land minutes ago now seems small and insignificant compared with the fury of the eruption. Over the crater, clouds of ash shoot violently into the air, going up, and the little plane with its three passengers go into a full throttle dive. The expanding clouds of ash, dust, and smoke threaten to overtake the plane. Barely escaping toward my side of the mountain on the south, they are finally able to outfly the onslaught. As clouds of smoke rise into the air, Ben Rosenquist grabs his camera and takes multiple pictures as the mountain erupts. Dorothy Stoffel in the plane looks out the window and notices volcanic lightning illuminating the crater. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get away from the volcano. Let's get out of here! Go, go! Before I can get into my car, a torrent of hot air and clouds of ash surge past me like a freight train. It feels like I'm in a hurricane. I'm almost to the car. As I sit and recover from the blast, I can't see anything. It is dark, dark outside. What I cannot see is a column of ash rising up into the atmosphere. Not for a few hundred feet, nor even a few thousand feet, but for 15 miles. Mount St. Helens is erupting with unfettered fury, with energy equivalent to 25,000 atomic bombs. I have never felt so small or helpless, and I wasn't even right near the crater. What has become of Robert Rogers? Harry Truman, and David Johnston. 
It was only about one hour ago that we experienced such unmeasurable peace and beauty. And now in the middle of this catastrophic calamity, it feels like a universe away. I cannot see the sun. Oh no, the birds. They cannot hide in this. They must be gone. And the other animals too. Will I ever get out? Will the eruption ever end? God, I trust that you are still with me. Thirty miles away, two young campers are awoken by a siren. Realizing they need to get out of there fast, they pull up their tent and throw everything into the car. Speeding toward them is a mud flow called a lahar. It is a dangerous mix of melted snow, mud, ash, and river water, and whatever else it picks up. It has increased the volume of the river multiple times and is surging at them, engulfing everything it passes. All the debris it overtakes becomes a part of the rushing torrent. As they look up, they see a train trestle holding back a wall of mud and debris. They try starting the car. It won't start! As they're trying to start the car, the full force of the mud flow hits the train trestle and the debris is unleashed and begins rushing toward them. Get on the car! They see they cannot start the car and outrun it, so they get on the car. The rushing lahar engulfs them. Their car, with them on top, is swept downstream. Trees snap like twigs. There is no place for them to go. Nothing they can do. Until they see a log and climb on top, holding on for dear life. They are pushed downstream for a full mile. Finally, after a long lasting struggle, they are rescued by a helicopter. They survive, but 57 others do not. Such devastation, such chaos. Can life ever return to normal?